Marcos as the word of God goes forth in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We're looking at 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. I'm going to go in a little bit into chapter 3. And we're also going to look at Psalm 126. Let's um, so read. Now may the Lord Jesus Christ himself and the God and Father who loved us and gave us eternal comfort and good hope through grace, comfort your hearts and establish them in every good work and word. Finally, brothers, pray for us that the word of the Lord may speed ahead and be honored as happened among you and that we may be delivered from the wicked and evil men. But not all have faith. But the Lord is faithful. He will establish you and guard you against the evil one. And we have confidence in the Lord about you, that you're doing and will do the things that we have commanded. May the Lord direct your hearts to the love of God and to the steadfastness of Christ. And Psalm 126. Read. <clears throat> Some of the saints, when the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, we were like those who dream. Then our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue with shouts of joy. And they said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us. We are glad. Restore our fortunes, O Lord, like streams in the Negev. Those who sow in tears shall reap with shouts of joy. He who goes out weeping, bearing the seed for sowing, shall come home with shouts of joy, bringing his sheaves with him. Let's pray. Father, we want your words to minister to our hearts, speak to our lives, and to be glorified in the congregation. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to say something about my daughter Grace. I think I've used her a couple of times in these, in these sermons and she doesn't mind. I, as when we talk together, sometimes she, she laughs with me about this. But um, she has this ability to, she's very inquisitive, but she's also very um, energetic and athletic. Um, but she always needs a little bit of a push. She's always a little bit of in, in, unsure of herself, not because she can't do it, it's just because she, she hasn't tried it yet. She hasn't realized how strong she is. And I remember taking her to a park and she was on a climbing frame and finding it difficult to kind of overcome it, to go through it. And I just remember just saying to her, you know, you've done it so many times, you surprised me. I, I'm not built that way. I really am not. She gets that from her mom. Her, her grandma always says to me, um, Margarita, you know, Gisela was up trees and jumping in the forest and playing in, in, with on the rocks and stones and running around on the street, gathering the kids. I, I was different. I was reading comic books and probably playing video games, sitting in my room. So we were two very different childhoods. But Grace has got that from, El, from Gisela. Grace has got that energetic. And I have to sometimes say to her, and I look at her and I say, Grace, you're stronger than you think you are. You're stronger than what you imagine. I mean, understand and know you are. And so I'm... Um, just, this brings me a little bit to the text that we're reading today and thinking about the strength of the church and the community and thinking about how Paul the Apostle, how he it loves these churches. He loves the communities. And even in his love, there is this anger. Sometimes you see it in the letters. 
you foolish Galatians. Or, you know, you know, also the other letters to the Corinthians telling them off for their gifts or the abuse that they were doing or the immorality they let. But in Thessalonians, there's this strength. There's this community of believers who are just being faithful to what they had received. And Paul is, you just read it right across the letter, this, this joy and, and this fatherly, loving, motherly heart. He even says it like a mother, he loves them just is poured out. And as, as you read that letter, as you read even the second one, you just can see that love that Paul had for his church, for his congregation, for his community. And good pastors have a love genuinely for their community. And I genuinely believe communities have this genuine love for their ministers. And I, and I see that we've seen this in the season that we've lived as City Temple, the, the, the love surrounding Pastor Rod and Karen, and even the love surrounding one another has been such an example, such a joy, and such a strength. When I look at this text a little bit, there is a, these things that stand out about the prayer. Paul first, the apostles in this apostolic prayer, is telling them to find comfort in what, who God is, to find comfort in what God has done, to remember those things, to not forget the goodness and the faithfulness of God. Our hearts so easily want to forget those things that have happened, those encounters with God, those moments we have, whether it is in prayer, whether it is the, the walk and the struggles that we go through, but knowing that he's there, our hearts are easily to forget those victories sometimes. You see it even in the psalmist. You see it even in the people of God. One moment they're celebrating a victory and they're happy because they've overcome giants, they've overcome walls. And in the next minute, they're like, well, God's left us. He's not with us anymore. He doesn't love us. Because the human heart has that weakness, hasn't it? We're so easily to forget the good things that God has done for us, the work that was accomplished on the cross for us. And now we're in this time coming towards Easter. It is important to remember the passion of our Christ, the suffering and the pain, and also the victory, the Easter and the resurrection. To remember that when we have that moment of contemplation or reflection, we also know that the Spirit of God is bringing comfort. As you recall, as you just think again about the goodness of God and his faithfulness, there is a comfort there. And when we come together as a community, when I look at your faces, when I hear the kids laughing, when I hear the prayers, when I uh, share time with Rod or Karen, there's comfort as a community. There's comfort in that we come together and we share. And it is because we're, we're reminded of what God has done with us and is doing with us. Reminding ourselves that God loves us. And those spiritual blessings that we have, those riches that we have in Christ, it is, it's more than ever when we are together as a community. And I know we are doing this through social, media, social through the internet and media, but it's still, I'm so glad we do this live and connect to one another and have that fellowship time. It is where we have that comfort with one another. We are seeing God working through his church. We hear one another's struggles and pains and we pray. And we, and we share these little things that are happening. I enjoy it. It has genuinely been a comfort just to, to walk again into City Temple, to be with you here. 
it, it just a great comfort in our hearts. But there's also this other part to Paul's prayer. The part where Paul says, I also pray for us. Pray for us as your ministers. Pray for us as your leaders. Pray for us as those who serve you, who care for you. And then he's not embarrassed to ask for prayer. He's not embarrassed to say, you know, we also need to. And sometimes there is that need that we need to be vulnerable, that we need to open our hearts and say, yes, look, we're in in a challenging time, a, a difficult season. We're in a pain and suffering. We need encouragement. But his prayer in here really is, again, you see that passion of preaching the gospel. We continue that the word will go, that they will be honored, that people will hear the message. The Thessalonian church was a church that saw revival. It was a church that, in many ways, Paul was surprised by the growth and sent encouragement through his disciples to continue lifting them up, even with the opposition, even with the difficulties of the, of the culture, the immorality. But he was encouraging and telling them. And there's some minor corrections there that he has, but nothing major. But there are so much uh, in, uh, words to lift up in, in these two letters of Corinthians. But our emphasis is the prayer, to pray. They, the word will continue, to be honored that the, that seed that was sown in them continues to flourish, will continue to go on. It wouldn't end, it wouldn't finish. And here we are 2,000 years later in, in the city of London or across the, well, and I know brothers and sisters, you're everywhere across the world now through, through Zoom. But here we are talking about a congregation, a community of believers who were faithful to the word of God, who were praying, who were persevering and enduring. And even amongst the persecution that they felt and they experienced, they continued to honor the word, continued to, to preach the gospel. And that blessing upon the Thessalonians continues to occur again and again through the church. To me, it's been a blessing to see how us as a community, how we are believers just being able, even through this storm, to rally together, to lift up shields, to, to stand shoulder to shoulder, to cry even together, to open our hearts. There's it, been that moment where we are saying, okay, we're praying. And, the, and it's receiving our messages from Rod and just okay we know where we're praying we, we know what direction we're going he also says them but the Lord is faithful to establish them that he is faithful to to strengthen them that he is faithful to guard them he, and he asks them to pray for the spiritual protection because there are moments when the enemy will attack and will try to discourage where something is growing where somewhere that is fruitful the enemy will try to distract and divert the vision and the purpose and so we here again encouraged to ask the Lord to guard our hearts, to protect us from those that may want to take us away from what he's called us to do. And it's so easy for us, again, to just be distracted and let the situation and the problem kind of just take our mind and that's it. This is all that we're going through, that the church building isn't going through or there is a challenge here. But yet the Lord is the one who removes as we pray, Lord, take away those things that are hindering your will let your will be done and even when it is, even if it's a spiritual demonic attack we, we stand knowing that who we are in christ as a community as believers we're able to see that the enemy cannot have a foothold and there is something um, 
as we as we know that God has said upon the congregation and the community and the church that he will complete, he will fulfill it. His word will not return to us void. I know it may tarry, it may take a while, and we, we, we feel that moment. But it is wonderful when we do see that fruit begin to bear. And so the prayers, he, he prays and asks them, have confidence in the Lord. I want you to be confident in what the Lord has been doing in you, to persevere in Christ and, and to, for them as a community of believers to, to share also with the, the fruit that they've been seeing. This, uh, this has been an interesting week for me as well. This has been a, a moment where I've had to learn some new things in prayer, even with the children. <laughs> as we sit at the table, we have prayed every day and every morning and every night. We have prayed for Pastor Rod's healing. We have prayed for my mother's healing. And it was moments when we were getting the messages and the emails and the doctor appointments and everything. We were, we were going and, and seeing the challenge, seeing the darkness trying to surround us. But the prayer and the faith and the community with the believers encouraging us, helping us and lifting us up. And when the kids, we would pray breakfast, lunch and dinner, he'll pass the road. Bless my Marsenia, that's how they call her, my mum, and heal her body. And the kids would always say, bless the NHS and all the doctors and nurses and destroy the coronavirus. <laughs> Zoe would, would pray. And this week was an interesting moment where Zoe sits at the table and she's always the one that wants to pray. I'm so grateful that I have a few intercessors in the kids. <laughs> and she says, um, she begins, and Lord, heal Pastor Rod. And then she said, and Mama Arsenia, and she was stuck. She didn't know. And I quickly just said, and thank God that Mama Arsenia is in heaven, that she is well. Our prayers was answered. Not the way that we expected it, but it still was answered. Cancer did not defeat my mom. And our faith in the Lord. We understand that sickness, death, Satan has been destroyed on the cross. And that is our hope and our security. And the understanding the church and the prayers, as, I, as we've been studying these prayers together, as we've been looking and, and praying day in and day out together as a community, as we've been waking up at three in the morning or, or have we been waking up at seven, as we prayed in, in, individually and corporately, as we're praying together, just the understanding of the strength that we are as a church and as a people of God. is It does not matter the size of the community. It is when we are gathered. It says when two or three are gathered in my name, I am with them. It does not matter the distance. It does not matter that we are not able to physically be together. But in spirit, we have been praying and there is a strength. There is a strength that has been lifting up and, and bringing us to the season that we're in. And it's a season that we need to continue to persevere, a season that we continue to, to believe that God is faithful to what he has promised and has said to us as a community and as a church. Church, we must continue. We must persevere. We must believe that what God has said, what he would do, 
He will do it in his time. He will do it in his way. He will do it and he will receive the glory and he will be exalted. And people will say, great things have been done in this, in this community. Great things have been done within this family. I, am, I want to show my gratitude in this to City Temple, my family. You are my family. You are my church. Pastor Rod and Karen are my spiritual parents. And I want to thank you for the freedom that you have given my wife and I to grow and just be real and raw sometimes in, in, in the community, to accept us with everything, to, to treat us as, as family. I, I, I long for the day to be with you guys in the building again and, and to be able to just that moment when it says, and now let's greet one another in the Lord. I long for that moment when we are not restricted anymore by what we're living. And I can say thank you to you personally. The church is a strength. It is a wonderful community. I am grateful that we've seen the church over and over again flourish and strengthen. And, and see, and for me, it is a, a fruitful place. Not just the building, not just, and there is something about the city being right in the heart of London, being that witness. And I pray that the Lord open the doors for us soon to gather, even if it is uh, a few of us in the building and some of us through uh, the Zoom or through the media, through whatever uh, way we can gather. But it is so important that we stand and be a witness in the center of the city of London and declare to the principalities and powers and declare a testimony to those that they see that the church is alive and living and strong, that we are not limited by what we are seeing around the world, but we are the hope of the world in Christ Jesus. We need to see those doors open and to let those to come to be healed, but to let those to come to be refreshed and renewed. I know for a long, in my life, I always wanted, I I'm a, grow, grew up wanting to see churches grow, wanting to plant more churches and desiring to do one other project and another thing. And the, a lot of that came from insecurity of my identity, trying to please others. And I accomplished some things in life, which I now count nothing. But what I've experienced and what I have learned about church and community in City Temple is so rich. It is so profound. It is so, so strong in my heart. And I'm, I'm grateful for that because it, it's helped me in, it's helped us in this season. You as a church, City Temple, and I, and I join myself with you here. We're able to bring healing to other churches as well. And in this time, my father's ministry is grieving deeply. And they are in a moment of challenge, but, but I'm so grateful that the words and the sermons that Gisela and I have been able to just develop and speak with you and learn from you and with Rod and with Karen and with Olashin, with everyone, with every elder, and with even the prophetic words, just sitting upstairs after our lunch together and listening to God and hearing him and learning to just get that word has been encouraging and knowing that 
that now all of that we have also been blessing to other churches and giving them a place also to heal. Our union with Christ is stronger than death. And even though I, I, will, I am feeling grief for what has happened, my grief is engulfed in the love of God because of the community, because of the church, because of our prayers. And it's not like the world grieves, as it says in scripture. It is different. It is not a sense of hopelessness, just that a sadness of not being able to be with the loved ones. But such a also joy, like that one day we will, all together with those who have gone, that those who have been with us but no longer here, that we will, we will one day be in heaven with our Lord Jesus and lift hands. No sickness, no death, no limitations, no lockdowns, no quarantine. <laughs> Something funny, as just before the sermon, as Delarine was praying, in my heart I was saying, revival, Lord, the schools are open. <laughs> revival, glory, Lord, the kids are going back. <laughs> I am so glad as well to have had time together with them. It's been rich, and I know for some it's been challenging and difficult. Don't tell me it's been difficult even for us. Um, but it is good that we can rejoice. That even though we feel tears, like it says in the psalm, even though we cry and we feel weeping, and there's moments maybe something reminds you and breaks your heart for that moment or that second, there's also a harvest of, of rejoicing and laughter. The joy of the Lord is our strength. It, it's, it is so true. <laughs> it has been that. And we rejoice with the victories that we see still. I rejoice with Rod's health. I rejoice knowing that he's coming back. I rejoice that he's overcoming this. And let us not give up in prayer, church. Let us continue to pray. Let us continue to know that, that we will be together again as a family. That we will stand together. We will worship in that building. And I was just looking at Facebook today looking at our city temple, looking at the worship, seeing the Olashina and the family, looking at Coop and looking at um, Julie, looking at Federico, look just on the videos and just the dance and the worship and seeing the kids being at the front with the flags. And I know that day's coming soon. I know where we will rejoice together, hold and, and, and be able to say, the Lord has been faithful. The Lord has been good. We sowed with tears, but we are now reaping. With, with a great harvest. And I know that the enemy is trying to distract us with the buildings, but what the enemy has tried to use to hurt us or damage or destroy us, God will turn it around to bring great victory. Let us have our confidence again placed, knowing in his faithfulness, his goodness, that what he has said he will do and in his time and in his way. Church, I am grateful. I am so grateful that we, we get to be with you every week here and, and to share. Let us pray. Let us come before the Lord. Father, <clears throat> it's been such a joy studying the prayers of the apostles and the prayers of even Paul's prayers in prison. Just seeing the community of believers, even like encountering, as we read the scriptures, these men and women who who are facing such opposition and difficulty, Lord. But also, Lord, to see the goodness, Lord, that we stand today 
on the shoulders of them that have gone before us. We stand on the shoulders of, of these apostles. We stand also on the shoulders of the leaders that have gone before us within City Temple, within the great city of London. Many men, John Wesley, like Father, like Charles Spurgeon, we stand on the shoulders of what they have done. We're able to preach the gospel with, and have freedoms that we have today, Lord. But Lord, I'm also grateful because we also stand shoulders with, with Rod and Karen. We stand together with them. We stand alongside other ministers across the city of London who are also struggling with all of this, Lord. So I pray for those ministers. As Paul pre pleaded for the gospel to continue to go, that, that the evil one will not interfere in what they're doing as a community and church. And that your will would be done, that they will stand strong in what they've heard and listen to faithful to the vision and the words that you've spoken to them as a community. And Father, for those of us who have lost loved ones, <clears throat> Lord, that I am grateful because in Christ, it is not a loss. But we gain Christ. We know that to live is Christ and to die is gain. Lord, Father, that all things work together for good for those who love you, Lord. And even though we can't see everything right now, I know there'll be a moment where we will stand back, we will see the picture, and we will know the hand of God, the goodness of God, the faithfulness of God has been with us all the time. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.